Dan Striving Double Feature presents One Spooky Minute, Spending a Ghost House, Episode 12. And in the, the title of the, by the way, I'm Dan, by the way, in the title, when you spell it, you can either spell it S-P-O-O-K-Y, as you would, or S-P-O-O-K-I-E, um, which obviously reflects the movie, or you can spell it S-P-O-K-A-N-E, if you're being a douche. I'm Dan, I'm your host. Welcome to episode 12 of this one, Minute by Minute Podcast. We are covering Spookies from 85 and Ghost House from 88. We are going for, actually, we're all in America here. Um, uh, East Coast, actually, yeah, mostly, yeah, it's, it's it's all East Coast. It's a, is it Jersey? Is that where Spookies is made? I forget. Somewhere, somewhere in the vicinity, Jersey, New York's, New York's uh, City, Staten Islandy kind of place. I don't know. And, um... Uh, ghost houses. Uh, some some of it's in Boston. Some of it's in Italian studios, etc., etc. All good times. We're starting with Spookies in this episode, as we always do. And in the previous minute, let's see that that gang full of two cars full of random people are driving to presumably the the um, deserted house in front of in back of the cemetery. And uh, Billy is at some sort of odd birthday party within that house. And there's a little robot approaching him from the hallway. Listen to this. Okay, so you want me to cut the cake? kid didn't scare easy when the robots started to move and the, the baby doll that's dressed kind of like a Quaker or a Puritan or something like that began to make noises and and the, the candles on the birthday cake light up I, I would have been out of there um, yeah especially knowing that that presumably that creepy guy who, who he gave the light to earlier is probably still floating around there all these upside down balloons and weird like Patches that doesn't the balloons just don't look fun. Like look at them at the end of the minute when um, I, I do I do like this at the end of the minute um, he hears the baby doll sort of cooing as the subtitles say and he looks up at it you see it briefly and it cuts back to him looking down at the cake with all the um, uh, all the balloons hanging there. The funny thing is look right in the foreground you almost miss it because you're looking at the balloons ability but right in the foreground is a giant present with a uh, bow on top which may uh, portend uh, bad things but um, yeah I've never had a party like this I think I told you all my um, my worst birthday I think I think yeah a couple episodes ago I told you all my um, worst birthday that I could think of I think Billy is about to have his worst birthday and I want to is, is, is it, are we meant to be is it almost midnight is it past midnight no I don't know, but um, yeah, Billy had a bad enough day. Um, he's going to have a really bad night, I think. Um, boy, there's something about the way they place those balloons. They're not like they're just... They're, 
they're just there's something so half-assed about them if you look at them there's something so so odd about just just let's put a clump of balloons here and put a clump of balloons here or should we have them like with helium and you know floating up so they look festive as i said last time this this is this is the um this is the equivalent of like a satanic birthday kids birthday party you know all the balloons are upside down and if you try to put them right side up satan will flip them back the way they were uh so yeah something is looming for billy uh, I do like he's, um, you know, it's, it's, he, when the robot moves, uh, he can't quite tell from his tone whether he's a little frightened, whether he's just a little, oh, you've got, maybe this is something his family does all the time. Maybe they have the ability to move things around the room, uh, just have them, you know, teleport around the room. I don't know. But he doesn't seem, um, he doesn't seem, he, he seems slightly eh by it, but not as much as maybe he should be. Especially when they they really linger on the doll in the hallway, like the camera's on the ground, almost lo looking up at the doll as it's kind of moving slowly towards us in the hallway. What is in the hallway that the robot wants us to see? Come on, robot, what are you doing? And uh, the can the candles lighting up. He 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 finds a good trick. The robot teleport. He's now so thrilled on. And I think when he realizes that the baby doll is, is making noise, he's not so happy. Um, I. I do wonder, are there two cakes there? Because he said he's going to cut the cake, and then it looks like he's going to... It looks like he's about to start slicing into it when the robot teleports. And then when the candles come on, he's like, Oh, happy birthday, Billy. What did he think the cake said? Could he not read the cake without the candles? It's not that dark in there. And why would he be cutting the cake if he didn't know what it said? If it said, Happy birthday, Bobby, then he wouldn't be cutting the cake. Wouldn't that be funny? Happy birthday, Bobby... What? Oh, you guys, you did it again. And he had a closer look at the birthday card. It was Happy Birthday, Bobby. And then all of a sudden, a uh, little kid walks through the door from the hallway, and uh, everyone leaps out and scares the hell out of Billy. And Billy, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. He is, actually, uh, right here. But anyways, yeah, this is a continuation of the previous scene, just the uh, robot being creepy, the candles lighting up, and, and the baby doll making a noise. So there's, there's not much more to say because we've already discussed the the room We've discussed the, the space, and so um, I think that foregrounded large box may be, um, may be in our future, but I don't want to I don't want to go too crazy on that. So there's not really much to say here. Billy's about to have something bad happen to him, and uh, spoiler, and, but, but those, those, that other gang is still on the way. And, and again, I, there's something sad and a little cuckoo about the fact that he's so intent upon getting a birthday party that none of this strikes him as weird um yeah again as i said last time you know how did they know he'd go to that place obviously they didn't obviously his family didn't put this here but it is kind of sad i, I you know we don't i don't think we can learn any more background about billy except that they forgot his birthday and again, as as I said previously in previous episodes, I just find it strange, like like maybe if your kid was, you know, uh, like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, away to college, and then came back from college at their birthday, but it, but but it was for a vacation or something. I could see maybe forgetting the birthday there, or I could see when they're getting older. Um, but like a twelve to thirteen, that's pretty hefty. Um, you're gonna want to remember that, moms and dads. This is I don't have children myself, but feel free to take my free advice. So anyway. 
Billy's in there. I think things may go a little cuckoo in the next minute or two. I sure hope they do. Uh, I do like they've got. I see cute little plates they've got it set out there. They really, they really did it up for um, whoever it was who did this, apart from those chintzy balloons. So, let me call a halt to the discussion of this minute because there's nothing left to discuss really. And I would love it though if it if it is a supernatural thing. I'd love to see like a bunch of little ghosts and goblins, you know, blowing up balloons and, and hanging them up and not understanding what helium is because they're ghosts and goblins. Why would they know about, you know, the gases and things? And I like that. Just set it up. Just put the cake out there. Okay, okay. That's a goblin running along the ground. Anyway, so let's, let's stop this one and go to Ghost House. Ghost House ended with a Martha and her boyfriend listening to screams and people in, in trouble, peril on the, the ham radio thing. And um, will they ever have their chili is the question I ask. Let's find out. these friends of frankenstein podcast that the movies at this moment aren't giving me a hell of a lot to work with uh when you do one at a time you know and I, i'm when i'm going one at a time and I, i've said this before i'm gonna, I'm gonna say it one more time you know when you're going one movie at a time or two movies at a time and I'm, I'm doing three or four episodes a week uh we we begin to tear through scenes and move through the movies quickly unfortunately i'm doing six at a time as I'm doing at this moment, means that there are, uh, we go very slowly. Um, I actually thought Billy would have been um, seen what was in that box and uh, being in a lot more trouble than he is at this moment. And I thought, I was hoping with Ghost House we'd be on the road. I mean, we do get to hear that sort of strange lullaby with the voice that croaked voice going over the top, which I just love. I, I think it's just it's, it's one of my one of my favorite things. I, I've said this before. It's one of my favorite things about. Well, let me finish my first thread, and then I'll stop. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's one of the one of the tricky things right now is that since I'm doing these three at once with two movies in each, um, we're going through the movies a little slow. I mean, the fastest moving movie we're on right now is what Howling New Moon Rising, um, which many would say is the best of them eh, it might be anyway um i i like when you get and I've, I've said this before but but this is a great example of it when you get an image or a sound or something in a movie and you simply can't tell what it it, it is whether it's i always use the murder by decree um the woman being tortured behind the frosted glass down like the cul-de-sac yeah, this is the, the scene in Murder by Decree where the camera, uh, you hear the woman screaming and then the camera tracks along a street and goes into a cul-de-sac um, with sort of shops and things in it. And you see a woman being 
tortured or, or something happening behind like frosted glass you can hear you could see movement you can hear sounds and hear screaming but you can't tell what's going on uh wreck uh, is another when she's in the um the reporter is in the um, apartment in the attic and you suddenly see something uh, uh a human form in the hallway and you're suddenly like, wait a minute <laughs> what in the hell and sounds are like that too yeah and this this obviously is is one of those sounds because the the voice is obviously saying something and you sit there over and over again trying to work out what is it because it's kind of going da, 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 and the and the great thing is you don't know if that's is is it saying two words is it saying one word is there is it is it a long sentence is it which is where's the beginning of the word and the end of the word and because of the da 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 and i just i just like i like weird stuff like that and um even you know paul's perplexed face and martha's lovely face um being perplexed um don't take away from it they do fine they have the exact same faces that i would have had on uh if i was listening to this sort of thing and um and just just real quick uh no one's choking their chicken during this i'm trying to think of another good good strange sound example i mean example of sound not a good this is a good sound example a bad example uh sound or otherwise would be in one of my favorites monster go go that ends with all that craziness and like the sewers and shots of the astronaut going up and down that one spiral staircase and all sorts of craziness and craziness and craziness and then the narrator says this just happened and you're like what <laughs> and it doesn't it, the the what you're being told doesn't match anything that's 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 going on with what you've seen but that has a bit of that because you sit there going what is happening what is happening and then it tells you and you're like okay yeah thanks hg lewis uh re got rebaned on that one anyways i suppose colombo kind of does that too <clears throat> the episode playback has a video uh, some closed circuit tv video in it that has a major clue that catches the killer and as colombo is showing the clue everyone watching including the killer sits there looking at it going what am i looking at what am i looking at what am i looking at and then all of a sudden when you realize what it is you're like doing i guess it's kind of um not only what am i looking at but but sometimes hidden in plain sight thing things too because when you when you find out what's going on exactly with this and i don't think you find it completely what's going on with this sort of strange nursery rhyme thing and w when you hear it after that you're like oh yeah i get it okay mm -hmm. all right i get it but that won't be for a while so so they get that he records it <clears throat> his friend uh who's been trying to get in touch with him calls him up well it's very southern drawl I don't know, is that meant to be like um, ham operators or Southern? It, it, it actually makes me think because so many of these films were shot in the South. Was this one shot in the South? I gotta look. I gotta look now. It's funny, I keep thinking it was like shot in Georgia, but it's set in Boston. Um, so that doesn't mean anything, though. They could have just done some exteriors in Boston and then, and then shot the rest in, um, in Georgia. Isn't it funny, all the different places where Camp Crystal Lake is. I'm sorry, I've got the, the Scream Factory set over here. It's like, it's in New Jersey, then it's somewhere outside of California, then it's um, it's like in Louisiana or something for part seven, and it's like Missouri, I forget. It's it's all over the friggin' place. Um, which is why it never, ever really looks the same. Uh, anyway, sorry, this, this is me going off on tangents because, again, uh, there's, there's, not, there's not a ton to say here. No one's choking a chicken. I do like how she starts talking to him 
and he, he does get he, that belligerent thing he gets like with the tape recording the last minute and everything well that would be unethical and I thought hey Paul Martha Martha ain't the ham operator here you know, you know, you know what you do if she says, "Could it be just some jerk ham operator playing a joke?" Your response should be, "No, I, I don't think so. Because that would be unethical. That would, or or something along of like, well, um, for ham operators, that would be unethical. So I, I I doubt it would be, although it could be. But the way he says it to her is just like, I know, I think I'm, I think I'm developing feelings for Martha. I'm sorry, everyone. We'll see how the movie goes along. I forget what happened to Martha in the end of this movie." I think she's okay. Ah, uh, I feel better now. Anyway, yeah. So, and I like how Paul ignores his friend once his friend says choking the chicken. He, you don't, you see him reach out and hit a switch, but you don't actually know whether or not that turns his friend off. Um, but he must turn his friend off right there. And I'm, I'm wondering actually if his friend actually knows that he Paul's on the end, or is he just saying stuff over and over again, sort of in the void, hoping Paul will catch him. You know. Anyway, you know, he comes up, why is, you know, we'll talk soon, why is Paul receiving this message? You know, why did they get it on, on there? Why is it going over the ham operating CB, whatever the hell it is, um, uh, lines? You know, if I can find my CB handbook from 1978, 1979, I'll read you some stuff from it, because it's a, it's a joy. It really is a flipping joy. Anyway, so I'm, I'm just going to wrap up here, because I went off on a bit of a tangent, because this does have one of my favorite what-the-hell is that and it will make sense later on things and you know what i could i'm gonna i'm gonna stop recording and there'll be about 40 movies and tv shows i could think of that do this but right now like i said the murder by decree wreck are the main ones that come to my mind when i think of that um so uh that is the end of hey spooky minute in a ghost house spooky minute spent in a ghost house sorry that's what i get for making the title overcomplicated spooky minute spent in a ghost house episode Martha. I'm kidding. Episode 12. And uh, tune in next time, everyone. We will find out um, well, I guess the uh, I, don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out what Billy is up to and whether he opens that big gift and we'll find out what Martha and Paul are going to do re-chili and jalapenos.